0: Lock, talk radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it is time for The Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host Bart Jackson, the Hieronymous Bosch of business, and every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, The Art of the CEO streams magically through the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download by visiting blogtalkradio.com/slash/The Art of the CEO. That's blogtalkradio.com/slash the art of the CEO, and whether you are a mid-market M&A alliance trying to provide top tools for anyone buying and selling a business like Diane Niederman, or perhaps you're a, a nationally noted vintner who makes both the fine competitive wines right alongside the popular sweet things that uh, the public adores like Louis Caracciola, we're here to bring you the sage council of business masters to help your career and your many ventures, And today's episode is entitled, Making the Leap Into Your Boardroom Seat. And here to help us get off our assets is serial board member and author who has literally written the book on boards, Ms. Geneva G. Fulbright of Fulbright and Fulbright CPA PA. Yes, today we are going to thoughtfully scrutinize that pinnacle of business, the Board of Directors, and we're going to find out who's on board and who's left ashore and why, and we'll learn how to make yourself the best candidate and what skills you require, and we're even going to find out if being on the Board of Directors is the job you want. It's not really for everyone. So stay with us as we carve our pathway to the executive heights, but... Before we get you all settled into corporate leadership here, let's take a moment out there to supply you with a few utensils for today's Feast of Wisdom. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself Now, that's the most important position you will ever hold in your career. So may I ask, will this be the day that you think about all those incredible skills with which you've been blessed and perhaps give a note of thanks and even a little well-deserved pat on the back for yourself? Or will you waste your time comparing your salary and professional standing to others around you and bemoan that you deserve more? The choice is truly yours, friends. And as a second utensil, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips book. So let me pull it out here. Here we go. And, okay, here's one. Here's one. This is number 44, and it says, Our company has a very aged staff. We allow no employee to retire until he has accomplished something. <laughs> And as an afterthought, uh, I ask, and this week, you will accomplish what? What Do you have any plans to build yourself a little pride, or is this just going to be one more day at the office? And just as important, does your supervisor know exactly what you're striving to create? Do you report to her regularly and enthusiastically? Do you ask her advice? Just a thought. Anyway, as the third utensil, and perhaps we should call today's utensil the stakeholder's knife, Right now, we will give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Now, today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast yet another quotation, and we invite you to email us the name of the author as you believe him or her to be. Just write down that name and mail it to info at bartsbooks dot com. That's info at b a r t s b o o k s And if you're correct, we will send you a marvelous gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books bookstore. And so the author of last week's quote, uh, the actual two individuals who repeatedly said, hang by your thumbs and write if you get work, were none other than the famed radio pair of wit and half wit, Mr. Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding, Bob and Ray of radio fame. So now, let us dig into today's Feast of Wisdom and find out the unvarnished truth from Life on the Board from a member par excellence, Miss Genevia G. Fulbright. Genevia,
0: how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Bart?
1: Oh, life is doing very well here on this end and uh, beautiful summer day. Genevia, as I understand it, you served on your first board in college, and you took your first board of directors position uh, at a publicly traded bank at the tender age of 31. And now, just for the fun of it, do you know how many boards you have advised, served on, sat on, and so forth? Roughly, do you know how many that is? Uh,
0: Oh, my. You said advised. (laughs) Oh, I I
1: would
0: say I've probably served on at least maybe, maybe 25 boards and committees. Sure. Kidding! Good lord, I'm not sure how many I've advised. <laughs> you, you,
1: you, you, how do you have time to work anyway? Um, <laughs> notice I separate work from being on the board. Interesting. Uh, well, I'd, I'd like to talk to you uh, about your first bank job. I, I mean, let me try that again. About your first bank position as a board of directors post. Uh, you were uh, at that time, I believe, um, still heading up uh, as President and CEO of Fulbright and Fulbright in Durham, North Carolina. And doubtless, you had way more charm than all the existing board members. But they selected you kind of out of the blue. Could you tell us a story, and and just in your estimation, what were they looking for that you possessed?
0: My story um, is I I did not even realize I was being um, interviewed for a board opportunity and at the time yeah at the time I um you know went to lunch with the president ceo and I'm a staff member and sort of you know imparted some knowledge in terms of the the types of businesses that I worked with individuals and I would say that um I I started serving on that board or was invited to serve on that board because one I guess I had the board experience by having served on nonprofit boards in the past, so I had you know, oh, I had that board experience. I would say I had a great network because I, you know, had an opportunity to sit down at you know 31 years old with with someone who could make make a difference and, and make an opportunity or introduction for me okay. to possibly serve. And you know, sort of as an added bonus, um, I had been you know external auditor and I understood the small business market so that's what they were looking for you know at the time so each board experience i would say that you know individual can have and each board is different so it depends mm. on what they're looking for they're looking at certain skills certain networks that they would like to connect with um and you, you have to be able to add something to the particular um company and board uh, that you're going to yeah. be invited yeah. to
1: I think that's that's a good point, I think that uh and I like it, it's early in the game, but I'd like to note this as as a quill pen moment, ladies and gentlemen. We've just had from Geneva a timeless truth, and that is whatever you join, whatever group or business um collection of folks that you get to with, it's your job to add some special value, something that's unique and a value that you have otherwise. Why would they want you, and why would you want to be there? So dip your pens in your inkwells and jot that down. The need to add value is on the present and vital. Um, also, I heard you say, Geneva, that that you're when you're trying to be a board. Uh, I'm sorry, be on a board. Uh, you're always on call. You always sort of you have to be at your best. Is that true? What do you mean by that?
0: Well, I would say definitely you need to be on your best, and you need to. Again, add value. Make sure, for example, you've reviewed the board package prior to coming to the board meeting because you want to make sure that you're prepared. Um, you're you're basically um, the CEO of the company's boss when you think of it from that standpoint, and you're representing all the stakeholders, whether they are shareholders, whether they are employees or groups of employees, um, the general public. So you, as a director, are responsible for making sure you're protecting those interests of those, you know, various stakeholders. So as a way to sort of look at it or, or to understand yeah, your I'm, I'm glad role. You, you,
1: glad you put that that way, because the breadth of responsibility is, I think, broader than most people realize. I, frankly, I think a lot of Professional people look at today's boardroom with much more awe than understanding, and uh, so you say that people have to be responsible to this broad group of stakeholders. Which I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Could you just, uh, uh, additionally, sketch out a few of, the, uh, sketch out the basic job of a, a board member? What's their purpose for being there, and a little bit about what the job entails?
0: Well, the purpose of a, a board of directors is to set policies, techniques for the organization, provide governance, um, oversight, and make sure that the shareholders are, are you know, really receiving a good return on their investment because the yeah, shareholders yeah. are investing in this particular company, and they should get a, re, a good return on their investment and making yeah, sure that everything sure. is in order, there's good governance. um, you know, you have your audit committees, you know, and so on. So it depends on your particular skills, which you know, committees you're going to serve, because boards sure. do consist of some would deal with
1: compliance or something. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I. Okay. Well, now it seems to me, Geneva, that, that you know, I'm I'm looking at the ethics here. I'm looking at the trustworthiness of some of these guys. Uh, frankly. You know, we have a quip that, that says, when our board of directors calls the roll, half these guys don't know whether to answer with present or not guilty. Now, what I want to <laughs> know from you, Miss Fulbright, is are our are, are boards of uh, director, our board members, uh, just innately less honest than the rest of us, or are they really just about the same as everybody else? And there's a lot of hoopla on myth. What do you think?
0: I think it's a lot of hoopla. I've been very fortunate in that. <laughs> I do my research before I join uh, any board. I don't I don't uh. care if it's a nonprofit or a for-profit. I look at who's currently serving, and as well, I look at their backgrounds, because those individuals are going to have a direct um, – Correlation with your reputation—they're going to be related to you. If you want to think of it from that standpoint, is that you want to make sure that those are ethical individuals. And I don't think that you know any boards and some that I've you know heard about because fortunately I've been able to you know attract the the right opportunities and not you know get into a situation um, you know with others not not being ethical, but. You, know, oh, you wanna definitely sure you do your will. background checks. Yeah, you wanna do your background mm-hmm. checks. You wanna make sure before wow. you allow yourself to be placed on, you know, in nominations for a particular board. You wanna know who's there yeah. already and who's coming. For example, they may have already named some others and you know, ah. maybe you're in the next round of um you know, particular yeah. picks. And so you wanna know who's coming and who's going. And You right. want to understand why why <laughs> and, and, are and people why, leaving? and why they're
1: going? Yeah. and are they wearing striped suits and things like this? Most anyway. <laughs> of, and
0: why they're leaving?
1: <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Are they leaving because they can't bring the handcuffs into the boardroom anymore, or what? That's a term. It, no, you're you're <laughs> absolutely right, and and I think that uh, that your due your personal due diligence is is very important, and I I will say, if, uh, Joe Rigby, who's is a uh, chair of, of uh, Pepco Holdings said, says, you know, you bring the same ethical standards that you had with you when you were working on the line right into uh, the CEO's chair in the boardroom. You, your morality is your morality no matter where you stand. And uh, I think you've and uh, th- thank goodness that you've been wise enough to associate with only the right kind of folks. Um, I know that, that from what you say that the boardroom isn't meant for everybody. I know it lacks, you know, for some some people uh, who are in the C suite, they they don't have the the uh, in the trenches excitement and so forth. But um, just from a point of attitude, not so much skills, but from a point of of attitude and personality, what kind of people do you think make uh, good members, good good board contributors who will be happy in a right fit? What, what kind of folks?
0: I would say those who are first of all diplomatic <laughs> that's that's very important and, and they have diverse perspectives or viewpoints. you don't want um you know five individuals around the board who think exactly the same look exactly the same you want you want some diversity right. of opinions um those who are excellent at networking problem solving because you know when you're in that boardroom again the c e o is basically your staffer. So you want to make sure that you're working, you know, with that individual and, you know, you're asking questions when something doesn't make sense.
1: Right, right.
0: Because that's your responsibility is to hire a good CEO and CEO in turn hires the other individuals.
1: Right, I think that's, that's true. And if you you want, to, if you're going to have diverse opinion, opinions and you need them and you require them, you jolly well better be able to, as you say, have the diplomacy uh, required. Um, I was wondering if we could now sort of ease into the candidates arena. I know about 80 uh, percent of uh, corporate directors uh, have uh, substantial line um operations experience, you know, managers in the field, that sort of thing. And there's specialists and academics. But um so I, I was wondering if you could do, what are some of the skills? I mean obviously you need managerial skills and so forth. But what are are some of the skills that if I am uh, that I might start acquiring, if I want to be on the board, that what are some of the skills, the specific skills I want to make sure I have, uh, so to make myself a good candidate for a for a boardroom uh, seat.
0: Well, you want to understand the industry. So if, for example, you're not from that particular industry, that's not going to automatically, um, you know, not allow you to be a potential candidate, but you want to make sure you do understand the industry. And I think what's really important, again, the networking skills, knowing groups or target, you know, prospects, clients, um, individual potential investors. You wanna be able to bring something to the table that, you know, maybe some others can, but in combination with your other skills, that's what's mm. going to be exciting for that board to invite you to um to join.
1: Right, right. I say
0: that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, actually, actually, it yeah. does. I think that's uh, again, you're, um, you've you've got to have. It goes back to the value. You've got to have that set of skills, from financial and and industry knowledge, of course, indis- indispensable as always. Uh, one quick question before we take a break: If I am in desperate need of a good. Uh, body of cpa advice how does one get a hold of Geneva at fulbright and fulbright
0: send an email to me at ggf at com. that's m-o-n-e-y-f-u-l.com or give me a call 919-354-0369
1: okay alrighty. righty i like moneyful what a great name <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and
1: gentlemen, you are listening to the Art of the CEO radio show, streaming live from blogtalkradio.com. And at this dramatic juncture, we have come to the midpoint of today's feast, so I may I propose that we take the time for a brief sorbet. It's time to introduce the company by whose good graces we are here today, and that firm is Prometheus Publishing, the creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides, among many other things, and you may visit Uh, BartsBooks.com that's B-A-R-T-S B-O-O-K-S dot com and explore a wide wealth of of really practical wisdom from many business masters including like Genevia who is in several of our books so uh, she's a great contributor and today Prometheus invites you to come visit their bookstore and take a look at um, the book of one of my favorite authors Miss Alexandra LeJoux which she uh, co-authored with Mr. Charles uh, Ellison, the Art of M&A Due Diligence. So, for those who are buying or acquiring a business, here is the most necessary key to uncovering all the assets and the crucial data. So, folks, unveil and behold, and visit that on Bart'sBooks.com. And while you're at the site, why not um, grabbing all this career cultivation? Why not uh, subscribe to the Barts Books free weekly quips? Just click on that subscribe and you'll get a, a, a quip winging its way to you weekly. And heaven knows we could all use a little laughter. So, ladies and gentlemen, and those heat-heavy souls who are grabbing gleefully at the last splashy weeks of summer, we are back with the Art of the CEO radio show on blogtalkradio.com, and we are back learning with our featured guest, Miss Geneva G. Fulbright, who's going to continue sharing her experience on the boardroom and reveal to us how we ourselves might get uh, more lined up for the right track there. And Geneva... Uh, I don't care how um magnificent you really are uh, one really is as I can. nobody pulls board members out of a closet if I am looking for a position, how do I go about making the right people know that I'm available? I mean, should I wear a sandwich sign? I mean that might be a bit bulky, right
0: <laughs> Well, first oh. consider joining joining some <laughs> networks, Join. Join groups like National Association (laughs) of of, of Corporate Directors. Join a network. Most definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Most definitely. So you want to you want to join groups that are going to sort of get your name out there. Um, There are some (laughs) headhunters, executive headhunters that you know that you may come into contact with occasionally through your Uh, regular um, you know C suite position, and you just basically let them know, hey, I'm looking for a board opportunity. Tell them what industries you're in, you know, involved with, and also I always say talk talk to your attorneys, attorney associates, oh. your CPA associates because huh. those individuals come into contact with, you know, publicly traded business, large um businesses, oh, nonprofits and they're always looking for um, you know, potential candidates. So you know, it's always wonderful just to sort of let let individuals in your network know, you know, what you're looking for, and also make sure that you have experience. You want governance experience. You want you want to serve on some you know boards, even if they're nonprofits. At least grab the local that YMCA, something, huh? Most yeah. definitely, yeah. I mean, the more significant it is on the YMCA, sure, so, you sure. know, various kind of nonprofits, the better. I mean, it depends on what type of organization, you know, you're looking to join. No. If you're looking for one that's a growth, maybe a nonprofit that, that, you know, grows from zero to, you know, five million in, you know, several years, that type of thing. So you can show oh, that you yes, able to So get to something assist. a little
1: akin yeah. to what you're aiming at, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Most definitely, most, um, right right I, I
1: like the idea of, of of talking to the both uh, attorneys and CPAs because of course those are the ones that come into contact with boards that deal directly one on one with in, in board situations the ones that the boards call on so of course and um that's i mean after all if I'm pleading not guilty I'm going to come into contact with with attorneys all the time um anyway where 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 was I when I last seen here this is terrible uh I'm wondering, Geneva. I have, here. Here you go. This is this is my personal problem. I have been thinking about taking a seat on the boardroom. Now I smoke the right cigars. I have the right relatives. I have the right golf score at the country club. Both I and my folks went to the right schools. I even know the right kind of brandy to drink for education. What do you think? Am I a shoe in for today's boardroom?
0: No, not necessarily. <laughs> oh, not necessarily. I'm crushed. <laughs> You know, it 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 depends on you know, I always say a a boardroom matrix. It depends on what skills they're looking for. Um, for that particular board. What you know, what is it that they need because with their strategic plan, you know, they wanna look at who can we bring to our boardroom who can help us move in the direction that we wanna take this company because at that board level you've gotta think strategically um you got to make sure that it's a good fit for the board the particular individual that they're considering and uh-huh. you know reputation of course is very important um You know, so all of those things and skills, of course, so that's, you know, and and can that individual read financial statements? Even if you're not, you know, the accounting type or the CPA type, you still need to be able to read a financial statement because you're going to receive reports and you need to be able to ask questions, add value, and understand what's going on and understand even projections, so those, are, those yeah. are some skills that every board member, whether or not they're an HR background or lawyer or whatever the case may be, they need to still have that skill as well.
1: So you may have been hired as a marketing specialist, but you better have the fiscal knowledge uh, to back to add the value that you're talking about, Geneva. I think it's right. Yes. Yeah. Well now. One of the one one question that it's, it's like the the white elephant in the middle of the room. It's a known fact that there's simply too darn few women and minorities sitting on America around America's board of directors tables. It's it's just so. According to the National Association of Corporate Directors, eighty-five percent of major uh, of directors are males, 78% are white males, and barely 65% of the Fortune 500 boards have one or more women on the boards. Now, Geneva, you are a black woman from a formerly Confederate state. Could you give us two or three concrete things that a woman must do to make herself a, a, a good, strong board of directors candidate?
0: I would say take leadership positions, whether they be with nonprofits on the board so they can get their name out there, as well as network. Because when you network, you don't network with just people who look just like you.
1: You've got to network with
0: a variety of individuals. For example, if 85% of the directors are male, then at least some of the individuals in your network should be male and they should be on boards. So you want to right. network with individuals right. who can introduce you and you can work on nonprofit committees maybe with them or within your corporate mm-hmm. environments with them so that uh-huh. okay. they can okay. see that you can really add value and it would be, you know, beneficial for them to add you to that particular board.
1: Mhm. Okay. I think that's that's something that, that people really do uh do need to know. I, I, I'm so glad you put that because you don't want to be as reverse bias and say, well, uh, I'm if I'm if I am a woman, I I want to have, I want to connect with men and people from f- totally different diverse backgrounds. That's so that's uh, so. I think that it's a very wise wise move uh, that you've just made. Now I know there are certain specialties coming up uh, that have be, have become. Um, popular on on, on uh, boards, marketing is is one I know. International expertise. What are some of the trends that you have seen in boardrooms uh, in, in the last couple of years? What are some of the, the things coming up that that we should be looking for in changes in the boardroom scene?
0: I would say M um, and A individuals mm-hmm. who really have that M and A experience as well as uh-huh. international. And human resources. Uh-huh. That's become very popular to invite um individuals with those particular backgrounds onto the board. Um that's that's pretty pretty assist, you know, helpful and you know, even sure, with you know sure. succession planning and you know, the foreign experience, um that, that's just again again very critical with these yeah. culture boards especially.
1: Well we are as mm-hmm. we are ever more uh international. And global in our in our business things, heaven knows. Uh, finally, Ginny, uh, I have uh, one thing. You are uh, on your third third book in the Make the Leap series. Uh, could you give us the name of the other two and tell us the up the title of the upcoming one?
0: Well, the upcoming one is Make the Leap from colleague to board director. Mm-hmm. Um, two of the paths from the series are Make the Leap. From mom and pop to good enough to sell, and the uh, other is make the leap, shift from corporate worker to entrepreneur.
1: Excellent. And where can the folks get a hold of those?
0: They could get them on Infinity dot com or Amazon mm-hmm. or Barnes and Noble, basically any you know online bookstore.
1: Well, uh-huh. okay. Well, that's great. I thank you so much. You've really Given us an an awful lot of, of things to think about. I've I've learned a lot. I also realized that that um, that my brandy and cigar experience are really not going to go down in the boardroom. I, I'm pretty disappointed in that. I, I didn't realize that they worked in the boardroom. It's, uh, how how new? Anyway, <laughs> I thank you very much.
0: <laughs> From all you part
1: and this this is this has been great fun, and when your book uh comes out, hopefully we can we can uh entice you back on again all right,
0: definitely, thank you so much for having me
1: okay, thank you Genevia. and so Please. ladies and gentlemen, as we round out today's show, allow me to leave you with today's business quotation: Who is the individual who said? When I am old and dying, I plan to look back on my w- life and say, wow, that was an adventure, not, wow, I sure felt safe.
0: <laughs>
1: the, and as a hint, the source of this person's wisdom is always open. So think about that, and remember, if you know the author of this quote, just uh, write that individual's name and send it to info at Bart's Books. Dot com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're right, you will win an absolutely astounding, life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books bookstore. And finally, as a parting shot, um, in the words of my wife's husband, if you'd like to succeed, forget the contacts, the associates, the networked people who can do you good, Seek to surround yourself with friends. That's the ultimate sign of success. So, to all you faithful and playful listeners uh, who've enjoyed the art of the CEO, I hope you've had as much fun as I have. And remember, you may download this and all our shows at blogtalkradio.com/slash/the-art-of-the-ceo. So tune in next week to The Art of the CEO as we bring on the top talent marriage maker to the Global 500, C-Suite, Ms. Sharon Mann. And Sharon will tell you how lasting matches are made in the rarefied stratosphere of business. Be prepared to be entertained and awed. So ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you.